feels like, hey, we've knocked out something on the list, but then like 10 things pop up. Yeah. Mm, okay. And it will knock up one more thing, so like 10 things pop up. So I feel like on a conveyor belt, I think of the GIF where Lucy yeah. is in the chocolate factory yeah. and she's like wrapping the chocolates, but like more chocolates come in and like and all of them are talking about her mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I want to do eat my problems. <laughs> We are the Get Realisms Podcast. I am Adam Chase Reddy. And I am Christine Chen. And surprise, we're both filmmakers. We get into it by sharing secrets, advice, and gossip in filmmaking. And we even get our other filmmaking friends to share theirs too. So please, everybody, join us for an, an ode, ode to, to filmmaking. <laughs> In this season, we get into Christine's feature-length thriller fantasy, Ursula. A small idea that made a killer swap mermaid a reality. Filmmaking for a, for an independent filmmaker is up and down, up and down, up and down. It's never boring. But sometimes you wish it were boring. <laughs> Just a little bit. Too many surprises. And we're shaking, baby. Uh, this is the Get Realisms podcast, episode 45. 45. Uh, I'm Adam Chase Ranny. And I am Christine Chen. <sighs> we did it. We're here, Christine. We're here. What do you want to talk about today? Let's talk about what... <laughs> Let's talk about what greenlit means. What is greenlit? Yes. What does greenlit mean to you, Christine? Okay. So, um, Peyton, I think, just came in. So that's good. Um, You want me me vamp for a couple minutes? Do you need to set up? Greenlit means we don't have enough money. (laughs) No money. Some, but not enough. Not enough. That's what greenlit means. Oh, star. Um, so green light means we get to make the film, like film it, that we can pay for people to be there, we can pay for some of the equipment, and maybe some of the food, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So, right, In a nutshell. Hello. 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 Oh. Old friend of the podcast, Peyton Brewer. And we got a special appearance by a, by a doggo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm great, dude. I'm 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 gigging. You know, we're we're here doing this fucking shit live and shit we got the facebooks we got the instagrams five people in our in our instagram let's let's get it welcome everybody to the get realisms podcast uh let's just do another intro fuck it christine let's do this from the top this is just how this is just how we roll uh so you're gonna introduce yourself after christine payton cool cool yeah okay Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Get Realists Podcast, episode 45. I'm Adam Chase Rennie. Christine Chen. Peyton Brewer. Oh, 
ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Uh, Christine is making a film. We're in Ursula season three, and two episodes ago, Christine was depressed that she didn't know she was going to be greenlit. And now we're here, and she she still uh, is is yeah, <laughs> still depressed. Can you tell, though, that we're making a movie, like, because of our appearance? Normally, we're so put together, and it's just like, yeah. Me? I'm not put together. I'm falling. I have COVID. I'm still COVID boy. I'm falling off the seams, ladies and gentlemen. But I haven't been put together in weeks. I didn't go to bed till 4 a.m., so this is just what it is, you know? Yeah, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Christine, uh, so your new feature has been greenlit. Yes. What does that mean in terms okay. of the entire now, production? A lot of misconceptions about what greenlit means. Uh-huh. When it sounds very positive, and it is very positive, greenlit means that we get to make the movie, but there's many processes when it comes to making that movie. So there's yes. the prep, and then there's the actual movie time when you're on set. But there's this whole other place that people forget about, which is like post-production and editing the movie and coloring the movie. And like it's basically where the movie actually comes to life before yeah. it becomes a movie. Everybody just <laughs> right. thinks about, hey, you're all set and that's cool. And it is the it is yeah. one of the most fun part of making a movie is being on set. But there's this whole other world that people forget about that also requires funding. So greenlit just means that I didn't have to push my dates and I get to have, be able to film, film. But also yeah. that means that there's this whole other chunk that we haven't raised money for and it's freaking us out. So um, that's why we are doing crowdfunding and everything. And I keep having to tell people like, no, 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 Greenlit doesn't mean that we're good. We're not good. We are not good. Well, it's just, I think it's because it just sounds like such a positive term. And it is a positive term. Like, it's great. Like, yeah, we get to be on set. But then it's also like, it actually means halfway there. It's you like know? a permission <laughs> slip for you yeah. to film. So we're, we're halfway there. Halfway. Is there a song? There's a song, right? Yes. Halfway. No, is there, is there a song? I feel like it's, it's a song. It is a song. Yeah. Half, yeah. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Bon Jovi. Come on, guys. That's it. It's Bon Jovi, right? Half. Yeah, we're halfway there. I just said the song twice. Halfway. Living on a prayer. Yeah, we are living on a prayer halfway there. Oh, man. On a prayer. Yeah. Halfway there. That's that's great. That is the theme of our um, production. Yeah. Halfway there. And it's been up and down. It's going to be the I title mean, like, of our episode, Bon Jovi. So I'd rather be here than where I was in previous episodes. Um, so halfway there. Oh. <laughs> what? We're halfway there right now. Can you tell? We're not really here. <laughs> yeah. We're thinking about the to-do list that we have. I know. I'm just like to-do list. More to-do list. Mm-hmm. More to-do list. Yeah. yeah. So what Wait, I have a question. Have you eaten today? No. <laughs> Let's see, what's Peyton's list to do? Uh, I have a long list. So long. Make COVID questionnaire. Grants. Yeah. Check on contracts. Yeah. yeah. Auditions. Auditions. We have how many auditions to look through now? Over 500 requests that we need to be combed through. 
Would you would you think these are good problems to have though, you guys? Say what? Would you think <laughs> you can't hear me? This is the problem. I thought you guys couldn't hear me. I've been talking for like five minutes and there was no response on the other side. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, okay, great. <laughs> We love you. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. What were you saying? Ah, it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, you're so hilarious, Christine. Keep going. We were talking about right. greenlit. What were you saying, Adam? We didn't hear. It's okay. It's 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 meaningless. It's so like, it's like both of us. None of us really said. It went quiet. I know it's okay. It's fine. It, it's meaningless. I, I made a Bon Jovi joke and no one, no one got it. Let's move on. Oh no! Here's <laughs> your opportunity. All right, let's go. It's too late. Day late and a dollar short, ladies. Let's get into it. Greenlit. <laughs> yes. You have a to-do list. You have like thirty-five thousand pages of of things to do. Um, and auditions to to sift through. Yeah. It's a lot of people. How's how's all that how's all that coming along for you guys? Like, are you guys like, um, um, are you guys nearing the finish line? Or it feels like, hey, we've knocked out something on the list, but then like ten things pop up. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then we'll knock off one more thing, and like ten things pop up. So I feel like on a conveyor belt, I think of the GIF where Lucy yeah. is in the chocolate factory, yeah. and she's like wrapping the chocolates, but like. More chocolate's coming in, like all of us talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to do. Eat my problems. <laughs> Listen, food. I feel like food solves a lot of fucking problems. You and know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bad time to be on a diet. I feel like when you're in pre-production or production of anything, diets just kind of go out the window. <laughs> but the problem is, like in art situation like we would never eat well then you know what i mean like right. we would just always be eating awful oh yeah exactly yeah. something quick so you guys can get back to work and shit yeah but the, i mean this is i knew making a feature film without much money is hard but like yeah. when you're in it it's really hard i think the hardest part too is there's just so many problems you just can't see, yeah, can't spot them, you know, from a mile away. Like, and it's, it's everything. Yeah, and it's like little. They're not big problems on the no. grand scheme of things. It's just a lot of a little time. problems all at once. Little tiny problems, little tiny pebbles in your shoe. Little fires everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Like little tiny pebbles, and then you're just like, just beat down all the time. It's like, and they're not, they're, they're, they're cool things like, oh, um, you gotta change your flight again. Or like somebody- Someone forgot to fill out a contract. Yeah, or like, um, oh, we estimated this cost, but it's actually three times as much. Like, okay, like just, hi Kelly. Um, Kelly? Yeah, Kelly hi. is our art she's probably feeling the same way. She's probably Old like, friend of the oh. podcast, Kelly Penna, shout out to her. Oh. So I think, I think and the, funny, the thing is, like, I just, I literally just talked to my friend who's also producing a film um, in Dallas. Luckily, she's, she has a track record. She's done some stuff that ha has success. But she says the same thing, that, like, raising money is the shittiest part of the whole process. Like, it doesn't get, I mean, it doesn't get easier because you're, your budgets get bigger. 
right? So you're still trying to raise a shit ton of money and people are like, you know, that's so much money. And you're still trying to convince people. To, yeah, but to then you them. also have to like keep in mind that you're employing over 40 people and you're renting spaces and renting vehicles and renting costumes and this. And so it just adds and adds and adds. And then you're like, oh, wow, I see how quickly you it can goes. spend $150,000. Yeah, and you want everybody to feel taken care of. You yeah. Know? Like, okay, like, it's totally, we could just feed our crew like shit, but, like, mm-hmm. we don't want that because we care about our crew. And, well, and it's just, like, you know, you also have to think about how much of, am I asking my team? So how, you know, how much am I going to give for all of their sacrifices as well? I mean, it, it's such a collaborative effort. You want to make sure everyone's doing so you just feel like, honestly, the mom of like 5,000 children, just uh, like trying to wrangle it all. Like, yeah, we're, you know? we're like moms, co-moms, yeah. mom and mom of mm-hmm. 40 kids. Yeah, and they all have their personalities and all have their wants and needs. And they're all, um, you know, wanting to do the job. Needing attention. And needing attention. <laughs> and they need stuff for that to do their job. You yeah. know, and so it's not their fault that they like need certain things and it all yeah. costs money. Yeah. Um, and they have to have that certain thing. And you know what though? <laughs> this is the thing that's gonna happen. We're we're gonna get on set and then we're gonna do like what pre-production. This is so fun, we're making a movie, and then we'll do it again, and then we'll be like, Oh, I remember why we got so stressed out the last time. Like yeah. that's just part of the process for sure. Yeah, I've already learned a lot um mm-hmm. just in through the raising money. So if anybody cares and needs to raise money for their first few people, one rule is don't, time is bad when it comes to between when your investor says yes and when you have all your shit together for them to just transfer the money. Like time is not your friend because during that time, things can happen like life or like they've reached they've had lots of time to think about their decisions. And then they're like, oh shit, why did I to say that I wanted to commit this amount of money? Maybe I shouldn't do it. Oh, I have all these bills, Never mind. You know, so, so, so that is their first thing. If you're gonna raise money, make sure the LLC is done. Make sure you've had your, talk to your, picked out a lawyer. Make sure you have if you're sheet. If you're dealing with yeah. tax incentives, get it done on the front side before yeah. you even ask for investors because it's such a different, I mean, we spent a good chunk of our week um, just wrapping up our tax incentive stuff, which was just like so much time we could have spent on A, B, C, D, E, F, T, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but have everything ready because what you want to do is the moment you say, yes, you got this. Here's your contract. Sign it right here, please. <laughs> please sign right now. You know, because if you don't do that, then life happens or whatever happens. And like, I mean, I lost two, two or three disinvestors uh, just, just right off because they said yes. Then time passed because we're getting our shit together or trying to get a group together or, or you know whatever. And they had time to think about it and regretted their. Uh, I guess your buyers, they had buyers, major buyers from us. And then they were like, never mind, you can get your shit together. I'm like, fuck, you know? So. And that's where they're really, again, like going back to the child metaphor, like the investors are like the babies. You wanna, you gotta tend to them quickly. As quickly. soon as they cry, you're yeah. there with the pacifier. Yeah. Like that. Quickly, or they will go squirrel. 
and then and then then it's over. And getting their attention back is what not possible. You know, because there's there's also when you're an investor, there's millions of opportunities out there of things that might be worth your time more so than you can, you know. So you'd like to think that your project is the most important thing in the world, but you know, it's <laughs> the other problem I think we run into is when you work every single day, you forget about things like weekends and holidays and things like that. So you start to be like, well, why isn't anyone answering the phone? You're like, oh, it's Sunday. That's why. Like, <laughs> you know, it becomes, you just really get into this like worked time situation where you are just, you know, like being and breathing. Yeah. I, 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 I literally work, then it's nighttime. Then I'm like, oh, I guess I should go to sleep. I go to sleep, I wake up, and I come right back. Like type and the same thing back and forth, back and forth. Like I didn't take a shower. I only took a shower today because I had to get myself to the gym while I was in the pool. So um, and everything myself. So I, mean, I meant to text you this morning. Like we're at the point where the only thing holding my hair up is dry shampoo and hairspray. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we got going on. <laughs> and the lack of sleep. So, but uh, yeah, so that's cool. Have all your stuff ready before you approach investors, everything. I have a question. So I, every night I have been like writing in my journal, like this today, yeah. that today. Have you been doing something similar or? Uh, no, I've been filing in my head, but that's a good idea. I'm like, what time to write in journal? I yes. know. <laughs> I know. I literally forced myself to write before I fall asleep. Like I'll write it in my phone and be like, do this, do this next time. Do it's that. so important. I do the same thing. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, maybe I could do that. Because you'll forget, you know, like I'll Well, here's the thing. It's just like, if you're not going to take a, an hour of your week to do therapy, at least do something that is just going to nourish your mind. Like something like journaling. And I know Christine's smiling because she's like, you can go fuck yourself. That's bullshit. But I'm telling you, Christine, it helps. It truly helps. Like you just have some sort of like outside thing that you can just put your thoughts and two cents into. And then when you read back your journal, it's fascinating because I didn't realize how angry I was a year ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until I started looking back and I'm like, shit, I was pissed off. I, what the fuck? I if I write things down, I, t I definitely write a what I'm grateful for thing because I think it makes me feel better. Um, you just realize it. Yeah, but if you have a journal that's just about your thoughts and it's just Christine Chen reading it and writing it, that's it. No one else, no one else has any outside influence. It's just you, your thoughts, and that's it. It's endless. It's boundless. So if yeah. you really want to like piss, like if you're pissed off at somebody and you thought of a thousand ways to kill them, write it in the journal. <laughs> like it's so, it, it's cathartic in a way. I don't know. That might be me. I just have, I have a lot of things like uh, goals and and uh, definitely grateful. Yeah, what am I grateful for? I think that one helps a lot. Wow, I was really grateful for near point shooting. <laughs> I yeah. will say though, um, I experienced this when I was doing my short film. When you're two weeks out of filming and you are the captain of the ship and there's no one else to turn to, you have no choice. Like that you just, you just work and you keep working and you, you just keep plowing ahead because if you stop 
everyone else stops. So I can totally understand like not having the time and just be like, I'll just have to reflect on it after like I have the choice, you know? Yeah. That's, I think it's, it's like running, it's running a business. That was the hardest thing about starting my own business before. And I wish I always had other people with me and said, yeah, if you stop, everything stops, you know? So if I, if I, if I'm not out there, like I could tell we, we got busy doing actual film stuff and both of us had no time to post or social media or whatever about our crowdfunding campaign. And like, it came to all, like nobody knew about it for a bit. Like, and then the moment I, we were like, oh shit, we need to do it again. Then like people started doing it. Like, Twelve yeah. donations for one day, yeah. And so it's just it's hard because like both of us are juggling so many things, um, all at, all the time, all at once. And uh, but that's just the beauty of independent, low budget filmmaking. We end up having to do multiple, multiple roles. Um, so and and that's just for this project. I mean, I know both of us have other projects going on outside of this. So trying to you know balance all of it <laughs> and not leave your hair is um it's interesting it's funny yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's that's crazy, crazy. <laughs> that's cra- i i swear like uh i'm before it was like here's some surprises let me just world was like tossing me us constant surprises hey this happens and then you might not have this actor and then this and then that and it was like what is it? fuck you universe now i'm getting here's a really good paid gig here's another really good paid gig and here's another really good paid gig are you sure you want to do your film for no money and you're not going to be paid and here's a gig for like 500 dollars a day for like a month and i'm like yes (laughs) yes yeah yes yes i want to do it yeah so i'm it's testing my fomo now and making sure like do you really want this yeah so um yeah i just turned down like three or four gigs yeah i had to push i had like five that i was like i can't do it until june like we're just gonna have to <laughs> that is what it is you know it's yeah the full-time job yeah it is a full-time job and we're like and it's not fair to treat it as anything less than that honestly no not at all there's too many people you know there's there's too many people for you to just be like you know i'm just gonna take the day off it's like yeah but the business still need to be ran and you still got x y and z to do plus a thousand other things on the list to do and if you're gonna push it till tomorrow that's tomorrow's problems i personally love it when everyone collectively is like oh i have a problem let's turn it in because it never happens like you know when like spaced out it's like five people come to you with huge issues within <laughs> an once. hour. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think that's what makes it so stressful. Stressful. Yeah. Like, but you also get the infuriating people who will talk yeah, to you. Like, everything's great. Everything's wrong. Everything's okay. Everything is terribly wrong. <laughs> but, but do you think part of that is included with the people who can easily answer the questions themselves but look to the director or the producer to answer all these listen i i don't believe in such thing as dumb questions but you guys tell me if i'm wrong there is such thing as a dumb question tell me i'm wrong 
Tell me I'm wrong. Well, the thing is... (laughs) (laughs) You fuckers don't want to say it. (laughs) Okay, so (sighs) I've already funneled most of that because I was very, very sick of who I let on my team. And your patience is high for those people. All of them are good about being self-sufficient and answering their own questions. Yes. But I've been on plenty of sets, but that is not the case. And I'm very aware who those people are, and I'm very aware that that's probably not something that I... Uh, I love those people. (laughs) But um, I'm just lucky that I had the luxury of picking people who are very self-sufficient, are extremely self-sufficient. With competency. I feel with this project more codependent than I think ever, only because I came in sort of late. And so there's a lot of things that I am sort of can catch up on, like just, you know, creative decisions and things like that. So I feel so bad because I call her way more than I normally would. I'm just like, hey, I said this, are, are we good with that? Like, is that fun? You know, but um, so I think, honestly, I more so am internalizing for myself, like, Am I asking dumb questions right now? Am I wasting time? You know, that's that was constantly flowing through my, especially working on your set, Peyton. Like I, like the nine thousand questions I had in my head. I'm like, can I answer eight thousand of these? I don't think I can. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to be able to let go of that because it's like you can't just ask. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's people who over ask and they just they abuse. <laughs> asking <laughs> dumb questions is i mean there are it's just hard to say because the thing is i it gets to become a dumb question when i don't realize realize that i didn't answer that question for that specific person but i may have answered the same question for 10 other people you see right saying? yeah that person who doesn't have context as to hey the team's already been asked this question like 10 million times. that's a good point yeah. So at that point, when I'm answering that question, I'm like, oh, that's a fucking dumb question, but but it's like, but it's not for that person. For that person, you know. But it's hard because I can't remember what questions or who I pulled what anymore, or like who knows the full story, or who has the most recent draft of the script, or like who has the. It's just a blur. It's just a blur of questions and a blur of a to-do list. And the to-do list won't stop growing. <laughs> it won't stop. I was like, I thought, I thought when we got closer, we were on like the downhill slope of it, and it actually ended up ramping up. Ramping yeah. up. We were like, we got this here that we had everything tested. Yeah. We know where we're going to be. We have and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, before we were greenlit, we were like working our asses off to make sure that like everything was like crossed and dotted and like ready to go and then it was almost like the second we were agreement that's when people started getting insecure and things started to fall apart so i don't know if there's really any way we can plan around that Uh, yeah i don't know either it's it's like i I, I don't know yeah because we we worked really hard to to get to have have all the answers Um, and we had a lot of time to do that like January through 
uh, April 1st, we were prepping, 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 prepping. But it's like the moment we created on April 1st, then we started to get a bunch of stupid quarrel. Just things that people just decide to ask now. That would have been nice as we. That was the biggest thing is like, why wasn't this asked months ago? Right. (laughs) Why are these idiots asking today when this is five months ago problems? Yeah. When I was like stressed out of my mind, when did you, why didn't you ask that question? When we have the time to like thoughtfully work through that together. Now it's like rushing just to try and just survive. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to survive. And now we're getting like a lot of questions and we're like, well, shit. Like (laughs) there was something the other day. She read an email, she looked at me, she goes, what does this mean? And I was like, I don't know. And we were just like dumbfounded for 25 minutes about this one thing that we still don't really have the answer to. And then, yeah, and then I bet you guys feel like idiots too because you're rereading that same exact email nine times and you're just like, I, there's something, this grammar (laughs) doesn't make sense. I guess it's like, I always say, go back to the relationship. It's like, you think everything's fine. The relationship has been progressing and uh, everybody seems to be happy happy yeah. and then it's like the moment you're like okay we're married then it's like oh shit about this person oh my god where did this pop up you know and then like why didn't you tell me this while we were dating yeah you know yeah. <laughs> i didn't know this know. person smelled bad <laughs> <laughs> well there's also some other problems where we're like literally everyone else is fine with this like why is this a problem why is this a problem yeah exactly i don't know it's just it's that's too much but do you think though like you you being greenlit christine that it's sort of like i don't know it kind of like legitimizes your validation that you're making a movie you know what i mean like yeah i i I think i actually know that a lot of these things that are popping out now is because as independent filmmakers we're so used to being this and mm. and it's so often that we will end up on a project that, that gets pulled, you know, from us that, that doesn't happen because all sorts of shit can happen during the funding process that, that forces the project to, to move or change or fall through or not get made or whatever. Um, I was just lucky enough that we made our deadline April 1st, literally on the day, on the day April 1st, being like, holy shit, with Greenway. At, at yeah. the end of that day. Yeah. Um, it was at day. like 7 p.m. or something like that. I mean, that was the, our day because I jumped on it, mm-hmm. right? So um, we made a plan like, hey, if we don't have anything by April 1st, we have to notify everyone that we're going to push. Um, so we were, I was literally drafting an email when she called and said, okay, we're doing, we're doing it. We're doing it. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and because of that, I think. A lot of people, and I get get it, reserve doing actual real work until that the green light, you know, happens. Because we've all been on projects we've been really excited, did a lot of work, and it never it was just work that we did nothing, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's it's just being greenlit poses a new set of problems. That's all. But it's it's good to be here to get through that first hurdle. But it's also like, hey, we're not past, fully past the hurdles yet, you know? Now we have a new I mean, set of we still need, yeah. I would say, at least 100 grand to feel comfortable in completing the film. Yeah, at least 100 grand. 
And, you know, people have asked, like, how did you green light it so fast? And in my head, I'm like, it didn't take that. It was not fast. No, and I got five episodes of podcasts to prove that. Professional shark pitcher for a good three weeks. And what I am saying is that I did no filmmaking. All I did was I had meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting for seven days a week for three, four, at least four, four weeks, just pitching to people. It just, like, it was, it's like, it went back to my cut code nine sales time. That's like when I went to my, I went out with cut code. Did you? No, I know a lot of people oh, work for cut code. Hey, <laughs> I've got to say, working for cut code prepared me for pitching because what it taught me, which again, uh, to talk to customers. Another lesson for anybody who's raising money is that it is a numbers game. It is, it is extremely difficult to predict who is going to be your audience or who is going to actually invest in you. It's extremely difficult. There, I've talked to people who are like really well off, and like they definitely will, and they don't. Or I talk to people where, I, where I'm like, I don't think they, and they, or they reached out to us and been like, hey, I want to help invest. And we're like, really? You know, type thing. So, so you kind of have to just treat it where everybody is a perspective, and you go in kind of like a date. Everybody is a is a is a, everybody could be the one, and you go in and you do your little pitch, and do the best you can you forget about it and and then you come out with an ask and hopefully that ask is do you know anybody else that might want to listen or whatnot or if you have any questions please you know hopefully consider investing or, um, or at the very least please donate or, yes <laughs> or at the very very least please donate exactly there's what they say in sales that there are three levels of no um the first no and then the second no, and the third no. So we put our our crowdfund. So our last no is just share a freaking campaign, guys. Please, for the love of God, just share it. Like that doesn't cost you any money. That's like the lowest tier, right? So first is like, hey, would you like to invest one hundred fifty thousand? No, great. How about twenty five? Okay. And then there's a sub no in there, which is, would you be interested in creating? Pot of people who would yes. want to make the minimum, you know. Yes. And then it's yes. Then it's like, well, what about a hundred dollars to our crowdfunding? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, then just share it, please. And or and then finally, like, please tell me who else might listen and take video on us and hear me hear us pitch. So yeah, it's going through all of that. Um, and for the most part, it's people who, like really cared enough to listen, they will fall in one of these categories. I think that's the, the, the key part, is that somebody will at least share, somebody will at least go make their property. So that's impossible. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's pitching. Um, I, it's, I don't have a rich uncle that gave me money to make this film. You know, I don't have that would be so nice. That would be so nice. There's so many days I'm just like, I wish you could just go to my rich uncle and be like, hey, I'm making a film. Could you just give me some money? Like, 
Yeah. Um, I have had to actually last our last podcast about the stop aging hate personally get over the issue of asking my aging community for help because I've lumped them in as a oh my parents don't really support what I do so I can't if I can't ask my parents and I can't ask the entire aging community for help I got over actually asking dad um, to donate to the problem and he did like that was a huge leap for me to get I don't ask and so it's just it's it's so hard asking um because yeah you're begging people and hoping that they'll get used to getting rejected left behind well another thing is there's like in investing there is no sure component like you're just saying this is what could happen but it could also do this um but I hope you like the story as much as I do. So it's like you're really just exposing your heart every single time you go and talk to someone about it, you know? Yeah. But I'm really good at but pitching now. You so are. good. You so are. good at it. Although I still will go to a pitch and people are like, well, you can do this better. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Always learning. I have. Uh, two more pitches tomorrow, and another. I had a pitch this morning. Pitch last night. <laughs> still, still, still trying to get the hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars, guys. So when we say greenlit, don't think that means we're good to go through here. Not at all. It's like great. We can just barely make it to the finish line. Like, and by finish line, I mean wrapped. <laughs> yeah. It's just validating the fact you're a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can. We can film the film, yes. Yeah. Um, so we still need money to edit the thing, to make music, to all that other stuff. So, and we, when we say, I'm, I'm, we are like, it sucks because I am having to tell like Camille or our wardrobe or something like, hey, can you make, consolidate your orders because that $6 shipping, if you pay it multiple times, that is equal to some some snacks that I can purchase. You know? Yeah, that's it. Well, quickly becomes two hundred, three hundred, yeah. six hundred dollars. Um, that's how like that's stuff that you usually on a day to day basis really don't excuse, right? You're, you know, but, but I'm having to to the T count stuff like that, and it sucks because it's stuff like oh let's put our accurate preferred seating because we want them to be comfortable. And I'm just like losing my mind because I'm like, that's like $20 more. That's, that's my fault. Which is not my fault. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the thing is like, I hate being that person who has to go to that extreme, but it, that's how tight independent low budget filmmaking is. You have barely enough to do really anything. That's why it's so important, honestly, that your team does have a high level of integrity. That when you say, like, yes, this works, they'll follow through with whatever commitment that it is that they need. Because, you know, for us, having to switch a flight or having to um, book a hotel room, that really makes the biggest difference in terms of, like, oh, well, that is a whole, that's dinner for everyone. You know what I mean? 
So it's just, it's, um, it, that's the part I think if, if, if you're making your own feature or whatever, make sure you pick people on your team who understand that. Uh, luckily I have. Uh, they all can see how stressed uh, I am. We are every single day trying to get things to work. So like when I'm telling Roxy, please, 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 please take this budget and buy the minimum you can possibly have, she doesn't take it personally. You know? She really, really tries to, to work that, you know, versus, you know, maybe people who help been on bigger sets and have the luxury to do whatever they want may not be as aware and as considerate of the budget, which is, you know, luckily I think people who really care about the project, what you want to do. First thing, next thing, next advice, pick, pick people who care about the project. It's less about the money because you're not, I'm not making money. You're not. We're, yeah. Um, no, we're, we're losing money. We're losing money. I'm putting, uh, yeah, I put in my own money. So yes, I'm literally losing money. You um, care about the project. I mean, most people are on this project are probably losing money because from a the ratio of time to what they're actually making, they're probably making like five cents, you know, per hour because of how much more time they're actually committing that they're not getting. Really sucks. I wish that could change, but it's like I don't I literally don't have it. So, um, yay, small filmmaking problems. But um, anybody who is trying to get their stuff off the ground, this is what happens. I accidentally had the audacity to say to Christine, like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about writing a, uh, a film with a one to two million dollar budget and it'll be sad and she goes oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no she literally stopped and I was like it's okay we have time like, we have time but it's funny like I was like how yeah yeah, yeah. I was like it's sad your head around that yeah the, the great thing though is like if you find people who would love to work with it you get the opportunity to create a joint track record and that's nice um mm. and i feel like that's what we're doing with this film and i think that's why so many people yeah. are just so willing to be part of it because they love and respect the team that they work with which is awesome yeah well i mean there a lot of people are we can afford it, but they're like, when's the earliest that I can show up? Because I don't like just hang out with you guys. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's the coolest. That's awesome. And it's because I believe the way that's, I mean, that's what I look forward to in any film set. Before pay, I, I always ask who else is going to be on this set. You yeah, know? I remember I told you, I was like, what, um, the pay is really shit. Uh, you're like, it's fine. I'm excited to work with you. I'm just excited to get something. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because, yeah, because I realized in this year of 
COVID and stuff, I only worked a couple of projects. I mean, I, I worked on the last thing I worked on was was your thing, Peyton. It was the reshoots. And that was the last job I I had. And the fact that I, I, I could just be back on set with people that I love and people who taught me, you and everyone else and so many other people, Kelly, Roxy, like so many rad people who we worked with and who you worked with your entire film career uh, is coming together. And I, I don't know, that might, that's the best part to me, but I know to a lot of people, they tell me to go fuck myself, you know, <laughs> like you, the pay is better and, and shut up. Like, you know, I, I love everybody else, but I, money is where it matters. And trust me, it is, but I don't, I'm not in this business because I want to make money. I'm in this business because I want to be a storyteller. Yeah. But that might be just me. I don't know. I mean, I get like, I, everybody needs money. To survive. Um, Absolutely. It's just, yeah. There are going to be projects where you do it because you love people and you love the concept, or there are people who are definitely going to be projects where you do it because you can do it. So, or you love the potential. And, yeah. So, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It's just, uh, it'll be fun to re listen to some of these podcasts years from now and like, just laugh at like, all the things that we have learned. I mean, I already have. <laughs> Listening to like, even last year when we first started our couple of episodes, it, it was probably the funniest podcast I've ever recorded in my life with Christine because Christine was just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to work ever again. I think this is it. I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'm not getting any work and this is it for me. And I'm just like, Christine, relax. And then sure enough, you got all these jobs and you're making a new feature under your belt. That's fucking what, and that's under a span of a year, mind you. When 10 months ago, Christine was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that's the great thing about Christine though, is that anytime that she feels like she's not getting anything externally, she goes, all right, well then what can I create? And then that automatically just makes everyone want to work with her because she is resourceful and she's not going to rely on people for opportunities. Like she's going to make them herself. And I think that's one of the huge components of her personality and her character that have brought this whole crew together is because they all know, like, it doesn't matter if she only has, you know, a nickel. Christine is going to make a movie. Like it's going to happen. So buckle up because you know, we're gonna force it. Exactly. We're gonna make it. Yeah. And you better fucking believe we're gonna be on schedule too, because I know no one else that knows how to be on schedule. I mean, yeah. No, I'm saying like you've. I worked with. Listen, Peyton. I know you can agree with me on this. We've worked with like directors and first ads who just truly are just like, what are you doing? Like it's like, yeah, well, we were supposed to shoot this thing, but I guess we'll wait till lunch and uh, maybe after this we can. Uh, yeah, but that those. Are yeah, I don't know what we're to do for magic hour. So I don't know. It's just like, if you were on that set, Christine, you would rip your hair out and 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 flail yourself yourself across a cliff. You know, like you just yeah. you get. Well, I think, I think I think what it is is perspective. It's like. Yeah. Like, well, or but yeah. I know how hard it was, it is to be on the other side too. Mm. Else's 
haven't had that perspective. And when you don't have perspective, it's easy to just worry about yourself. So the mm. directors that are just like, schedule what? It's because they don't legitimately understand how difficult it was to get that group of people together with this kind of budget and to get all these resources together, you know? Uh, that's why I have immense respect for people who, uh, like Peyton, she, I asked her to come on this project because I saw her produce her own thing, acting her own thing, you know, direct her whole she and she knows the elements that go into her film, and she under, she's done the work of what goes in her film. I think, fortunately, being a director is one of the positions that you don't necessarily need to have any credentials. If you have money or know people with money, you can literally get on set and just direct and be a director. Well, same for acting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many people. Um, and we had this conversation the other day where it's just like, wow, that the lack of common sense and just a respect for other people's time is like, it's baffling almost, especially when you start to like either interview or hear from people who have been in the industry for more than five years and this kind of behavior is still going on. It's just, you're right. You do have to become a PA and you do have to work crafty and you do have to be the sanitation department. Like you really have to know every job and the amount of work that goes into that job. Yeah. Or you'll take it for granted. And that's what I think when I have worked with directors and people, the, my biggest pet peeve is when I see that something is being taken and that somebody hasn't legitimately earned that role and therefore they don't understand how hard it is for everyone else to get what they are taking for granted. You know what I'm saying? So it's or how hard it is on everyone else to put up with that behavior exactly. from that person. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full-time job and then it becomes exhausting and then you're just, you find yourself waiting for the shoot to end. Yeah. yeah, so that's, I think that's the, the thing. It's like, that's why um, I'll take somebody who's, you know, worked from ground up and somebody who's been on the top all the time. You know, you just, it's just like, I want to know that you know how to put in the work. I want to know that you know why all these apartments are full. You know? So I'm coming at it being like, I know how much time and effort both of us have done to try to get what little money that we have, I'm going to treat that amount of money with the utmost respect and effect and use it to the most efficient way that I possibly can because I don't have, that's not something I'm just gifted with. Like, like I know how hard people worked their asses off to be able to even give me that money because I know how hard it is for me to make a thousand dollars here and there or whatever. And so, like I'm so makes me so appreciative when somebody goes on, you know, crowdfunding and just drops two fifty, a hundred, you know, whatever I, it is. I bawled yeah. my eyes out last night because we had a really hard day yesterday, and we ended up getting like what, sixty four or something yeah. and dropped two fifty. And a lot of those people were unexpected, 
people. And it was just that generosity, it really does mean the whole, it, it makes the whole process because it's like, I cried too. Yeah, yeah. It, you just you just get to that point where you you think like, oh, this we're not going to get the money. And so when you have that, you get. And if you're overworked and stressed like we are, you just start crying you because start there's crying. nothing else to it's do. So much starting crying all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just highly emotional all the time now. Uh, yeah. No. I uh, my. The people that I'm housing for are very dear friends of mine. They didn't get married. And I did a Facebook Live thing yesterday. And then um, Christine's mom donated a thousand dollars. And I started crying. Just like crying. Because it's like, I know how hard it is to earn anything. And for somebody to like, just trust me and give that to us like is mind blowing, you know? So I think that's the part that continues to keep up our spirits and continue to make us want to move forward and do the best that we possibly can is because people out there who believe in us mm -hmm. enough to, to do that. And I don't know about you, but after that happened, I was like literally winding down for bed and that happened in over four more hours because I was like, this is over. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's because you feel like, well, the least I can do is like, you know, work yeah, for work. your money, you yeah. know? Yeah. Same. Yeah, that's why, I mean, that's why I'm busting my ass because like, I know how hard everybody works. I know how hard investors work to, to earn that money to be able to invest in our project. I know. Everything. So I'm going to do the absolute best that I can to make sure that, you know, everybody's taken care of. I do my homework. We do our homework. So uh, that's, I think that's the, the out of the ups and downs and everything, that's the part that is so cool to see and experience. Is when you do get that person who's like, yeah, let me, I'll give you this amount, you know. Hey, like I'm in, I'm gonna give you this. I believe in you and decided about the project and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much. Yeah. yeah. I, I like when, when we were doing uh, we had to think. So Adam Glick from my business school class of 2012, him and his buddies, um, his, uh, his brother and his friend Dustin, uh, they have a company that's that their goal is to help small businesses and people who are trying to raise money, raise money. And uh, they took an interest in our, my project. And I remember when he was like, yeah, no, we want to make sure we can get you to a place where you don't have to push your dates, that you can just make the movie. So yeah, so, and I was like, uh-huh, cool. And then, and then, and they were like, so how much is that? And I told them, well, right now it's, we have about 75, give or take. Like, I need another 75 to, to really to keep doing it. And now you have it. And I still didn't register it. And he's like, some conversation later, he's like, now you can tell your team that you're making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. Because, like, I kept, you know, 
I'm your understanding, this is a life-altering thing that you're doing for a bunch of people. Like, you're changing my life, but more importantly, you're changing 40 other people that are involved in this film, their lives. And like, I can, I personally cannot wait for the day I can get to that point where I can do that for someone else. Because I know what that feels like and how grateful, you know, that someone would be able to do that. And it's like, that's awesome. So, um, and to all the other investors who've been able to get us here. And to all the people who continue to donate or share our campaign. Like, we don't take this for granted. Like, every, every time you share something, every time I, because I, I get notifications on Facebook, and it makes my day. And they all like yeah. text each other and be like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah, we're yeah, gonna we have a little party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, it, it really makes our day. Yeah. It makes stores day. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it makes every, it just, just thank you to, to everybody who's been watching or been following or donating or sharing or telling people or helping out in some way. Tuning into our lives. Yeah, tuning you know? into our lives. Like, like this is how we make movies. We have something to say and we want to bring together the best and people at their jobs and have fun working work hard while we're doing it. But long-lasting relationships and uh, hopefully then when we're successful Netflix finds a film with millionaires I'll be able to do that for somebody else so now I teach but uh, I'd love to be able to help somebody else so when when Bing is ready to make your two million dollar sad film 2022 She'll remind me that she sat okay. here and called me every single day and worked for nothing. And no, I won't. And I'll be like, please. <laughs> Thank you, but I am so healthy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll be like, as long as I don't have to do sad paperwork, I'll be there. <laughs> and then you'll be like, actually, you know what I said? I don't have to do sad. I actually need <laughs> to do sad So I think that's something we should go into because it's so rare and so cool. Um, and I don't think most people realize um, 90% of films that are independently made don't have guaranteed distribution. So take me away. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I got lucky because I had, um, again, this is why you maintain and have good relationships with people. Uh, three people that I know from separate worlds collided and they had a distribution company and they've been following my work since uh, one of them I've known since 2008 and uh, they collectively last year asked me hey if you ever make a film that is a thriller horror type thing you know your work so we will, we want to support you. 
and we will give you this distribution. And that's what happened. I, they were, they exactly said that and, and they did that. I came back and I said, oh, really? Well, I have this crazy idea, Swamp Mermaid. And they're like, cool, we'll write up the contract and go figure it out. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so um, the guaranteed distribution, uh, what they have provided us is if all this fails, they want to buy the film and help us get it into channels like Netflix, Hulu, stuff like that. Um, they've also, to show how much they support us, given us a sales agent, Andrew, who will go and first try to sell it and see what we can get for it. And then our fallback plan is our, our other distribution. So it's like, you're going to win either way. And it's just cool that these three awesome people, Candace, Farley, being on Han Soto, and Drew Van Putin, um, believe in my work and opportunity to, to do that without even seeing anything. That's like what's rare. It's like, well, I haven't, we don't, we literally don't have anything right now. It's an idea, it's a script, and for them to like just give us that is amazing. It's, I mean, it's, you don't get that unless you have a crazy track record. Track record yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. So the movie's coming out, whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, my deadline is I got to have a finished film by end of July. End of July. Which is why we're still pitching so yes. much because that, I mean, yeah, almost in May. Yeah, so so we gotta have all the money by then, basically. Um, and uh, so we're just we're pushing it, we're dragging it. We are going to push it over the finish line. You know, one way or another, it'll be me dragging you sometimes, and sometimes you'll be pushing me because I'm like, it's not gonna work. And you're like, we're gonna make it. Yes, <laughs> there was literally a week. I think I texted you. Like a gif every day of like we got this we're yeah. good we and i was this. so i was so depressed yeah because i, I had i had it pitched to like 12 13 14 people and nobody had said yes and i was so depressed and then Peyton was like just channel it it's gonna it's gonna be good if you just say that you're gonna get it you're gonna get it i'm like i don't know <laughs> yeah well yeah Peyton. Diana was the same thing. We went on a walk and she was like, you just need to like take, don't try to control the results. Just believe and feel that you're going to get it. Yep. And manifest it. Manifest it. I'm like, I'm trying to manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm pushing you while you're depressed and everything, because I'm going to help you manifest it. Yeah. yeah. And see, like this week, she's been pushing me, so yeah. it evens out. Yeah. You know? It's us. Like, like today, you showing up late. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's a podcast. There's so much going on, yeah. you know? So, so much going on. Pages and pages, because so much goes on. But we are lucky. You know, I've almost filled up a complete Google pad <sighs> of self reality. Yes. <laughs> We have to do. But, but again, it comes down to this. We are completely, utterly grateful to be in this position. 
and it's because of people who we cannot say how much we appreciate them. And this is why we are working our butts off, because we don't take that stuff. So, yeah, earlyfilm.com, guys. That's the cue to donate because we are greenlit, but that means we're not there yet. We're halfway there. That's the that's the key. Halfway there. Living on a prayer. Yeah. Please get us fully over. And also, I think the other thing that's important to remember is we're not just looking for donations or investors. We're also looking for sponsorships. So if you know a local business who wants their product featured in a film, contact us. We are looking for that. And we have some awesome perks and benefits for those types of companies. It's like our biggest goal to make sure that the local community is involved in film and to show and promote local Louisiana businesses uh, because so much of our casting crew is coming from Louisiana and this whole story is like a love letter to Louisiana so it's just really important that um, you know even if it's something like you know someone who makes really great candles or lip balm or suitcases or shoes like doesn't matter what it is cool toys we don't care like reach out to us because chances are we will need to feature it in our film. Yes. We already have an awesome, uh, there's an awesome, awesome cooler. Yes, cooler. yes. Um, turquoise. Yeah, Miss Pamela. She's incredible. Yeah. Pamela so Designs. Um, we're already featuring her jewelry uh, in the show. She has a few pieces that, hero pieces that our lead actors all are wearing, so we're very excited about that. Uh, who else do we have? Who have Sponsored so far. I know we have a few, yeah. Here, there's some like uh, products like skin products, skin care type stuff. Mm -hmm. that we, the next thing that we're really looking for right now is uh, grocery goods, so snacks, water, that kind of stuff. So, if you know anybody with connections to like HEB, you know, grocery. When Dixie, we don't care. We're not yeah, we're Dollar not General. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it all really is helpful. Any any little thing, like just having one meal sponsored, means that we can knock down five hundred dollars a meal. And also, just like if you know someone who has an extra box of KN95 masks, and you're not using them, yeah, we'll use we'll them. Use that would be great. If you have like those huge jumbo things of hand sanitizer, we'll use it. You know. There's really, there's not really anything we wouldn't take. So yeah, we'll she just picked up a, uh, what did you pick up today? A long oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jim, Jim Decker uh, let me borrow his, um, yeah, like a big ass cowboy. Yeah. I think we, we need that for a prop. So, don't we have a beer sponsorship? Yes. Raft. Great Raft Brewery is sponsoring us from Shreveport, Louisiana. So, their cans get to be in our film, and we're very really excited about that, and we get to have their beer. So, which yes. is good because we have a lot of beer drinking in this film. Yes. So. Yes. We are looking for a tequila sponsor, um, some more alcohol sponsors, uh, like chips. food. Man, food sponsors would be big. We love a food sponsor. Um, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get a hold of a buoy wear. Uh, for a hat that floats. Um, so I, 
Yeah, there's in the scene the yeah. cat folks back yeah. up. So, um, yeah, special clothing, whatever. Cold but noodles that you're not using. Yeah. Like we'll literally start. anything. Yeah. Please help us. Yes. <laughs> we need it. But really, food. Food would be a huge one. And we will come pick it up. Yes. We do. Yeah. If you're, even if it's like you're in Baton Rouge and you're like, well, I can make a meal, please. Yes. Or even like cookies or, you know, whatever. Anything. Yes. I think we made our point, but <laughs> we need help. Help us, please. Uh, let's see. Yes. Did, is there anything we didn't list that would help? Bug spray? If you have bug spray, we're in the swamps. We could use that as well. <laughs> Just start going through your pantries and stuff. <laughs> start a food drive. Exactly. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Don't enter sleep. Don't let come. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Adam. Sorry, we just talked. It's just, okay. I'm just I, because you guys can't hear me, so that's why I I just I want to wait until everybody everybody's of, good. We have a lot to say. No, say it. Say it all. Say it. Come on. Yes. So yeah. how are we feeling, you guys? I mean, do we want to take this play yeah, for landing, or what do we do? We got another twenty minutes in us. That's what do we What do we got? What do you need, guys? Tell me. Um, I think we made our point a million times <laughs> that we really need people. If to you don't have money, by. but you have cans, we'll take it. We'll like, take honestly. It. Yes. There's multiple ways to support it. It doesn't involve just Yes. So, please help We have like videos. two weeks before we are personally in Louisiana, boots on the ground. So, honestly, just it's, as much as possible, we welcome the support for sure. Yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think we've begged and pleaded for a long time. Beaten this worse to death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're excited. We're making a film. It's gonna be awesome. Originallyfilm.com. Earslyfilm.com, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, this has this has been. Uh, I mean, there was nothing else you guys want to bring up. I got some notes here. Uh, just being greenlit, and um, being greenlit doesn't mean that it covers everything. To do lists are never ending. The needs and wants it costs money, and everything costs money. And uh, uh, yeah, greenlit. Uh, Basically, in a nutshell, means the le the legitimation of uh, of validation that exactly greenlit means we have the minimum amount to film it. We need help. But the other thing, we have guaranteed distribution, so no matter what, this film is coming out, and it's going to be amazing. And we have some incredible key art from some local artists coming out that we're really excited to share. And um, it's gonna be fun. They say making a movie is fun. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was convincing. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> We're sleeping. Uh, uh huh. 
the 10% of uh, this podcast is how grateful we are of being in the film industry. And the other 90% is nothing but shit talking. <laughs> it's just how, it's just how Christine is breaking down. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. All right. We got to end this. No one, no one's laughing at my jokes. We got to go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the Get Real This Podcast. I'm going to go kill myself after this. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, we're Ursley's greenlit, ursleyfilm.com. Uh, please donate. You, I mean, it, it's minimum $35, you guys. Okay. What am I supposed to do here? Uh, be in a circus? You know what I mean? Come on. You yeah. Invest, be part of. Donate what you can. If you can't share, then you can't go look in your pantry and see what you can donate. <laughs> we need food. <laughs> Snacks. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Bug spray. Water shoes. Yeah. <laughs> the list goes on. <laughs> All right. You guys good? Thank you so much. Bye. That has been the Get Real Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. Bow, 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 bow,